Another spooky episode? Oh my god. <laughs> Welcome in. Another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast in October. And the Halloween horror themes continue. Guess what? This episode is dropping. If you're listening to it on its release day, it is Halloween, guys. So a very, very happy Halloween, October 31st. Of course, I know many, many folks will listen to this after that day, but I thought that was really exciting the way it fell on the calendar. And this is a doozy to end our October lineup this year. One that I've really been avoiding for about five years on the show, (laughs) to be honest, because this one that we're going to be talking about tonight and like horror icons, I've been kind of avoiding those two topics because I feel like these lists are a little daunting to come up with, first of all, and then to kind of order them how we do on this show. Speaking of ordering stuff on a show, I have a guy back on the program that's been way too long. He's over in Australia. It's like... 8 o'clock in the morning over there. I don't know what this guy's doing, but he wakes up and he gets on the mic with me and it means so much. Paul from The Countdown. What's up, man? Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Joe. What a kind introduction. It's a pleasure to be back. The place looks very different. You've got this massive beard, which <laughs> yeah. I had no idea about till we jumped on the mic. And, yeah, I- you know, you're back. It's very exciting. I've been listening along, greatly enjoying it. So glad you decided to return. And then you decided to, you know what? Fuck the format. Two peas on a pot. Eat a dick. I'm going to have three peas on a pop whenever I yep. want. You are crazy. You're out of control and someone needs to stop you. Yeah, I can't be in that box, man. You know, I got to I gotta break out. But I got so <laughs> many great friends in the podcasting community. And so many of us do love horror and we love this month and this spooky yeah. season. And you're one of those guys and I had to get you on this month. So thank you, man. Since, it's a pleasure. S- since the show's been resurrected and the beard has been grown, I figured let's get Paul in here. Also awesome. here, so here you are. Thanks for being here, man. And then you know this guy as well, Justin from Epic Film Guys Brain Stew. He was just here a couple weeks ago. You don't know me, motherfucker. I know you. I'm <laughs> getting pretending. to know you. I, I, you think I'm you know getting me? Getting to know you. You think you know the real me? What's I'm about to it? show you tonight on this episode. <laughs> oh, I bet you will. Oh, <laughs> no, Joe, man. I love you. I love it's you, great, brother. It's good to be back for sure. And you know, listen, I, I, my other podcast brother is on this episode, Paul from the Countdown. It's been, I think, years since I we've done been. anything has. together. Very but exciting. we used to do so much shit together. Uh, early EFG days, That's right? And I love how you're saying beard. I remember you always calling my hobo beard the hobo beard, and I just <laughs> miss that. I have it stuck in the back of my head. I can never grow that hobo beard again if I want to keep a marriage. So uh, never, right. never. Obviously, Joe doesn't give two shits about that. So we don't give a fuck. <laughs> she doesn't care what I look like at this point. <laughs> so we're fine. <laughs> oh, guys. Well, look. It, tell them what we're counting down tonight, guys. I don't even know if I can even say it. Who wants to tell the folks what the top five Go list is? Top five horror franchises of all time of all of all time to us each individually. Joe. Yeah, yes. so we'll, we'll, let's just go, go around for the jugular. Let's just say we're going to offend so <laughs> many people this episode with yeah, the omissions, with the promotions. Yeah, it's definitely our personal picks, of course, is what we do on the show here. But Paul, tell me a little bit before we get started with the countdown. I'll go around the the horn here. So without giving any of your picks away, was this tough for you too, man, or is it just me? How, so honest, how did it work out for you? Honestly. Sat down on last week because I was panicked last Friday night going, oh, hang on, i got to record tomorrow with Gerald and Justin. And then we're like, mm. oh, no, it's a week later. Ah, plenty of time. So I left it till like 36 hours ago and I'm just like, eh, should be easy as. And then I sat down and went, hang on, but how am I doing this? Because, yeah, these are the most famous five horror franchises, easy as, but they're not the mm-hmm. best five. 
Mm-hmm. There's so many terrible entries in these ones here that might automatically, you think, oh, yeah. get inclusion into it. But I'm looking at the franchise as a whole, not yeah. just the best of the franchise, because that changes things massively. So, yeah, I'm just going to come out and say it. My list is going to be controversial as fuck. So, AFA. Yeah. Justin, what about you, man? Was this an easy list for you to come up with? I came up with it in five minutes before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. I mean, with these lists, man, like, I, I mean, I think about this stuff so often and it's definitely going to be a very personal list. And much like Paul said, for me, it's going to be the quality of films throughout, but also how impactful those quality films within those franchises really are, how mm-hmm. iconic they are, how much they're celebrated, not just for myself, but in the horror community, if you will, it has nothing to do with box office popularity or any of that shit. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, clearly, I'm going to have some time where I'll be thinking about this as I discuss it, and there will probably be some franchises that I wish I may have mentioned. But either way, I'm going to stick to my fucking guns here. I'm not playing with my dick tonight. Let's do this shit. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, I, I kind of in agreement with both of you. I mean, coming up with this list was was frustrating for me because um, you look at a franchise and you go, man, I love this franchise so much. I love this this killer so much the lore, but then there's just like, there's some duds in the mix and you're like, well, how bad did that hurt the franchise Mm. overall? And you start kind of weighing like the shit films versus the classics. And like, you know, if you put a grade on the entire franchise, which I might ask you guys to do at some point tonight, if some of these come up. So I don't know, it it was tough for me, but in Justin, Justin, you mentioned personal list and that's really what it comes down to for me. Like nostalgia, the personal connection that I had to these films when I was introduced to them. Uh, sometimes when they came out, I experienced them at, at their infancy stages. So for that reason, it was really hard for me to kind of let go and, and break up with those franchises, if that makes sense, even <laughs> though they may have hurt me on occasion. Um, and we may have had a falling out or two. Where did the franchise touch you, Gerald? <laughs> Show me on the doll, right? Mm-hmm. Well, all right, guys, I'm excited to get into it. So we're doing our top five horror franchises releasing on freaking Halloween Day. How perfect is that? And I'm excited to have Justin here for Brain Stew and, of course, Paul from The Countdown, two of my favorite guys in the world of podcasting. And Brain Stew! I know they... <laughs> Brain Stew. <laughs> and I know they love horror just as much as I do. So let's get into it, guys. I'm going to go back to my notes here. I had Justin up first because he is... This guy lives horror over there. I'm kind of worried oh. about what you might be doing in the shadows, buddy. But nevertheless, oh. we'll turn yeah. our heads for this I, episode. What do you, you guys got? can't see my bottom half, so you don't really know what I'm wearing or what I'm not wearing. <laughs> right, right, right. Mm-hmm. But for this pick, I'd probably be wearing some red and green striped Speedo. Um, that's right. At number five, A Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. You're both are looking at me really weird right now. Wow. And rightly Ooh. so. Yes, I'm actually someone that's in the upcoming Fred Heads, the documentary. Wow. As a documentary about Fred Heads. Mm-hmm. But I had to take these films and and put them down and say, listen, what what, what one started it all for me? And the Nightmare series is one of my favorites of all time. I mean, Wes Craven's Nightmare on Elm Street. What can I always say this, but what can be said that hasn't been fucking said about this movie? It's one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Now, saying that, though, I will I will also follow that up with. I think there are three very good classic iconic films from this series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think on. other, Name other than that, I mean, no new nightmare dream warriors. There it is. Yep. And the original, I mean, I like four, I like two a lot. And then after that, it kind of just goes all over the place and I fucking hate Freddy's dead. So as a whole, yep. 
And it's not just about, you know, popularity of the character, like in pop culture in the 80s. I mean, Freddie was literally king and Mm -hmm. no one else has ever been on that level in terms of horror since that period. But when you look at the rest of my list, I'm just thinking of films that are a little bit more personal to me and also quality throughout the entire mm-hmm. series. Now, I guess when we're talking about these movies, it, it's easier to, to rate something higher if it has more entries because then you're like, oh, there's this many shitty movies, but there's this many good movies. Mm-hmm. And I feel kind of bad, <laughs> Freddie. I'm so, so sorry at having <laughs> you at number good. five, but you're still in the top five of all time for me. So at number five is a nightmare. And I'm hey, it's all good. Just be careful when you go to sleep tonight, man. That's all I can say. I hope he's not listening to this. <laughs> It's a great I, hope, I, I hope none of my friends listen to this either because they'll probably kill me with a fucking Freddy claw themselves. Well, the joke's on you guys. No one Fred listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> the producers of Fred Hits. You're, you're, you're like a top five podcast. What are you talking about, Gerald? Well, I think it's a great pick. I will. I was hoping Paul was going to chime in with his uh, trademarked low chant, but um, I saw his face. I'll, I think just that's all say, I I'll just say I'll be talking about it later on my list. Ooh. Paul, you agree with this uh, choice, Nightmare I, on Elm Street? I, I do agree with this choice, and I was trying to figure out a way of being all mysterious and whatever else about it, but I think Justin really has nailed it, and there's a very good reason I didn't use low uh, oh, when okay. Justin mentioned well, it's it. your Be- turn, so go for it. Because it's my number five top wow. horror franchise what? of all time as well. What are there the odds? And just to echo everything really Justin said, I, I've had the pleasure of binging through th- this franchise and a couple other ones that may come up, which we won't mention in case they do, over the last Halloweens with the third one to come out this Halloween on a particular podcast. And this is the first one that we did together. And the difference between the best of this franchise and the worst of it is night and day in terms of how extreme it is. So, as you Couldn't said, Justin, more. there are some incredible entries and the idea of taking this slasher out of the real world and sticking in a dream to allow that character to become so fantastical and so over the top and by the third one, quite funny in a good way. And then, of course, it dips too far into being comedic and whatever as we progress through the franchise up until New Nightmare, of course. What a brilliant concept because we all sleep and where can this guy get you? Whereas in all these other sort of big franchises, you have to be doing something pretty stupid mostly to, to fall right, by the wayside. Right. You've got to go and do drugs and do, go and have sex in remote locations and then be picked off or in small town America or where else it might be. But this one, we're all vulnerable. And that's the genius of Wes Craven's idea. Uh, and that has spawned nine films, if you if you count the uh, remake, which, of course, not many people like. And we you have to count it. You have yeah, to count yeah, it. Yeah, you do. And therefore, the it drops it down. If we took that out, it probably would be a little bit higher on my list. I but, agree. But yeah, Freddy's Dead that. is by far the worst of this series and is is painfully awful to watch. Yeah. Well, first time, yeah. even when I saw it as a kid, and then later in life when I've rewatched it as well. So, it does offset some of the best of these series, which are the ones I agree that Justin said. I agree that, yeah, like I said at the top, I mean, some of these duds really hurt the legacy mm-hmm. of these franchises, you know. Especially so. the ones more recently because they've left a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. I say that, but, but then- I, But I got to well, say, though- I will, Go ahead, just- I, I just have to say, though, uh, no hate on anyone that likes those lesser entries. Oh, I no. mean, I know that, especially, you know, living in this community so much that- some people like those lesser entries to me are like, that's their favorite movie and it means Look, something to them and it's more yep. personal. But 
I'm saying fuck those movies for this countdown, just for this, for the sake of it. So. Yeah, I like again, if you love every single film in a franchise because you find something to mine and really, it really gets your your nads going, then good on you. There's no no fault there at all. But for me, when I watch some of these films on some of these franchises, it is a painful experience, and you you have to wonder how it dips so low. Well, one thing I'll say. For, this is coming up on my list too, but I'll save a little bit of commentary for it when it comes up in the order of my list, but it's a little bit higher for me. But I'll say having Paul and Justin here and both of them putting Elm Street at their fives, I am beyond intrigued as to where <laughs> your lists are going. I will say that because I did not expect it to come up this low on, on the list. So I'm excited. <laughs> I'm not disappointed in you guys at all. Also, I forgot oh, how much yeah, I loved points. when me and Paul agree with hey, each other. That's right. Yeah. Sure. I guess got a boner, kind of. I was like a little bit, maybe partial. Well, <laughs> yeah, I love when Justin gets boners. All right. So you were talking about controversy, <laughs> right? I don't know. Now, this is a personal pick. I feel like this is pretty well revered in the horror community, but I'm picking this because I love it from front to back. You know, this is a franchise that I can look at two, really three movies in this franchise and go, these are not good. <laughs> like, holy shit, these are not good movies. But you have fun with them. They're self-aware. They're not good almost to their... It, it heightens almost the enjoyment of the movie because some of them are so bad. But I'm going to pick the Child's Play franchise. Ooh. Chucky. I am a huge fan of this franchise. Dude, I, I got to give you props for that. I, I just Fuck have, yeah. I've always loved it, man. The original movie, when it came out in 88... You know, created by Don Mancini, Tom Holland directed that film. There's some really scary imagery in that film, especially if you see it at 12, 13 years old, which I did. Dolls are inherently creepy, and they mm-hmm. that's been a constant theme in horror forever, really. And so they said, okay, how are we going to make this little, you know, four-foot doll scary and murderous? And they have to come up with ways to do that, and the practical effects and the things that they went to to do that. Just really impressed me. And I did a rewatch of these films actually last year during the spooky season. And I just have so much fun with them, man. I, I got a lot of Chucky memorabilia and, okay. you know, hoodies and T-shirts. And, like, I've just always – he's always been one of my favorite horror icons. And, and Gerald, I assume I, you're, you're excited for a season two of the I new am. series, right? And I'm, Thank you for reminding me because I was actually going to say that the television series that came out, the first season, obviously, I, I saw – is probably the reason why this is in my top five. I okay. mean, that, I felt like that was one of the best horror-based television shows in a long time. And it really captured a lot of what I'm talking about from the nostalgia and the cheesiness of this franchise, but it also made it frightening. And, you know, it was a teen drama and like there's a lot of really cool aspects to the show. And if it had not been for me enjoying that show so much and the recency bias factored in there, I don't know that Chucky would have been on my radar for at least for my top five. Question, though. Are you factoring in the remake into this? I like, uh, yeah, because I, I like yeah. the remake. Oh, yeah. I was, I, I was warm on the remake. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think it was bad. I liked I it. it was I, I, I thought that that that's actually a question that came up in our Twitter chat, Paul. I don't know if you saw it a few hours no, ago, but you know, somebody was asking if we were including remakes I in have. in the like franchise as a whole. And I mean, you I, have do. To. Yeah. You I have, have to. to. Yeah. And even and TV I series, I, I, where it's relevant, mm-hmm. I've included TV series and in thinking of it as, as all a big thing. So. Absolutely, man. Which is why I said the Chucky, the TV series is really what kind of catapulted this into my top five. What do you guys think about this pick? Paul, you kind of seem perplexed a little bit. What do you think of Child's Play? Look, I agree with you. The first film is that menacing, fun, it's scary because the way they did it all back in the day, I'm 
quick Justin help me out here who directed it um, Tom, Tom Holland Tom Freight Holland Night. from Don Mancini's script right so that was that holds up that film I think it's still very really good to this day 35 years later or 36 years later the subsequent sequels are okay until we get once it gets really campy and silly right. we get you know he's trying to impregnate the other doll mm-hmm. and <laughs> it just loses me completely. And then they revamped it a bit with some more recent ones. The one that was in the psychiatric hospital I thought it was a pretty good sequel. Enjoyed that one again. And then, yeah, the remake, not bad. I started the TV series. I watched one or two episodes. I didn't hate it. I just fell off it. I didn't get around to coming back to it. Oh, so okay. I'm going to have right. to come back to it based on what you're saying. Did you watch it as well, Justin, the TV series? I need to actually go back. I watched. I bought, I bought the Blu-ray. Because I forgot where it, it was on Sci-Fi or something, Sci-fi, right? Yeah, yeah. But and I don't have cable. I haven't had cable in 15 years. So I just waited until it came out on Blu-ray. I bought it. I watched the first episode. I liked it. And I need to go back through it and you know, watch the rest of them. But I, I really liked what I saw. And, it, yeah. and honestly, I mean, um, you know, minus the remake, which I also enjoyed, I think that the last one that that they did was wasn't good. I forget the cult. Cult of cult wasn't very mm-hmm. good, but Curse was pretty solid. It was a nice return to form and whatever. And like these movies for me, I think like my personal favorite. Y'all are probably going to give me shit. It's part two. I just like part okay. two a little bit better. No, I mean, that's I think a, the, that's a fair. Yeah. I like that take because it's like child's play, but it's a little heightened up a little bit with the violence and it's kind of scare factor. So I, I, mean, I, just, I, I like just, that take. As a kid, I always resonated to that because you got to see Chucky like kill a teacher, and I right, was like, right. "Fuck yeah, dude, <laughs> kill that bitch, take them all out." Who needs them? I'm just kidding, Drew Hallam. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So child's play for me, again, maybe divisive, maybe controversial, but you know, I'm just being myself here, guys. And I love that series so much and always have. So it's my number five swings us back over to Mr. Paul or no, Justin went first, right? Justin, yeah, you're up next yeah, for your number right. four, buddy. What do you got? How many pumpkin beers you had already? Two. Oh, Jesus Christ. Two. That's too many. Um, too many. I'm over the one. I'm the one sitting over here drinking hard liquor. Um, so <laughs> yeah, this is a pretty groovy pick. Um, And this is something that came up possible episode that I did recently with somebody else. You can say it now because that one's already aired. Oh, did it? Horror comedies you're talking about, right? Where the fuck was I when that aired? No, I'm saying it's going to have aired when this oh, comes out. Oh, oh, yeah. oh all right. Just I'm making sure I'm like my timeline <laughs> is all off. But uh, yeah, so um, it's the Evil Dead franchise, and I dare to say, no, it is low. But I dare for anyone to challenge me on the statement that I'm about to make right now. There is not a bad movie in this franchise. Exactly. Boom. Exactly. I agree. The with that. series is perfect too. Boom. Hit me. Remake. I mean, perfect remake. Love yeah. the remake. Remake's I, good I've, too. I've, I've, I mean, I've championed that remake, and I am extremely excited. And I'm not like you know sponsored by them or anything, but I'm so excited that Shout Factory is finally releasing the remake on 4K Ultra HD with the extended cut with more blood. I know it's only like fucking a couple minutes or something, but I'll never forget going to the theater to see the remake. And obviously, as we all were, huge fans of Evil Dead. I mean, like when that happened, it was like an event for everybody. Yeah, there were people complaining that Bruce Campbell wasn't coming back. And then the people complained because he's in the fucking end credits to say groovy. And that's all that we got out of him. But I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with this. Jane Levy, for me, horror icon in my mind i love her in that fucking movie Mm -hmm. and that movie is just it it blew my mind when i saw it and it still does today what can be said again sam raimi's genius here um he made a first movie with the evil dead and then he remade his own movie and made it different (laughs) and strange and more funny and with a bigger budget and more creative with the second film and then army of darkness get the fuck out of here it's a totally different animal altogether right he's absolutely insane movie ray harryhausen inspired it's just it's perfection all across the board i mean in the show 
which I think Raimi only directed, I believe, just the pilot, just the first episode of the series. I may be wrong there. Um, the series was extremely enjoyable, and yeah. fans got a couple seasons out of that, and I, we probably could have got more, but people weren't watching it on Stars, so um, I'll stop blabbing. But yes, criminally low, but I mean, I had to have it on here because literally there's 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 nothing wrong with any of them right. at well, all. You know, it's great. a great pick. I mean, and, you know, Sam Raimi's kind of reinvention of of this genre too with the camera work and the different things we saw in evil dead particularly that we had never seen um you know, i don't want to mention some other titles but much like other filmmakers did in this genre a few years before that he kind of said okay well what can i do and the evil dead like that movie just like looked different you know it wasn't necessarily like this grandiose landscape changer from like a subject matter perspective but it just like looked different it felt different and it really, totally it really shot yeah. adrenaline into the horror genre. I feel like, and it, you know, was right at the beginning of what would be just a renaissance for 1980s horror. So I think, also, it, I think I mean, it's a great pick, man. You know, keeping Evil Dead Two out of this because we know how iconic Ash is from that movie. But even in the first movie, I mean, we get an iconic, memorable male character, and in horror at that time, yep. you know, they were gravitating more towards final right. girls having the girl at the end there was really not many likable male characters in a lot of horror during that period um and so it gave us ash this guy that was likable you know relatable handsome as a motherfucker that chin i mean <laughs> me yeah, wet any dude. day of the week so yeah uh 100 agree cool paul sounds like you agree evil dead you're on board I do, I do, and I guess in your show we kind of save our thoughts for when they come up on yeah, our list. So I guess fine. I'll I'll have yes. to weigh in a bit later. But I I pretty much agree with everything that Justin has said because it is, and the most important thing is it's consistent. And mm-hmm. when you can't go well, that weighs it down, and that weighs it down. It meant this this kept going up my list the further I made it. So I guess we'll see how high. Sweet. Well, why don't you get get going and get there closer? So what's your number four? Well, I just got through saying that the latter entries in the Nightmare on Elm Street series really weighed it down. Well. The same could be said of my number four, which I guess is why it's at number four. But my number four is the film series which came over three decades to literally create a horror subgenre and while at the same time managing to have a social message, uh, be it deliberately or not, as intention was from George A. Romero. I'm talking the Living Dead series from that iconic filmmaker is my number four. So I better look at your faces. There's nodding, but that's not much saying. So... Night of the Living Dead creates the zombies as we know them, even though they were ghouls, according to George Romero, and he wasn't, he didn't think of them as as coming back from the dead in terms of zombie-wise, because that was sort of Haitian voodoo rituals that did that back at that stage. But that's how we understand zombies to be now. That is, mm-hmm. it's a whole different subgenre and one of my favourite subgenres of all time, all because of this man. And then after doing a whole bunch of other stuff, he comes back to it in the late 70s and creates one of the most iconic horror films of all time that stands One of my favourites. Almost Ooh. all others, Dawn of the Dead. And then my personal favourite, although it may not be as good a film, is Dawn of the Dead in 85. I know because it's, it's even more of all the things that you've come to love and it's a bit faster paced and, okay, it doesn't have as sharp a commentary as the first two do, but it's incredible as well. So all It doesn't three, have a mall, Paul. It, it doesn't have a mall. mall. It's true. not a mall. <laughs> it doesn't have a mall, but it doesn't, it doesn't have an incidental black protagonist and what happens to him at the end of the first film. Mm-hmm. But what a, what a film series. And, okay, Land of the Dead was a little disappointing, but still pretty good, uh, you know, enjoyable in 2004 or five whenever it came out. And then it does drop off a cliff for the last two in the series. But if we talk about the most famous of the remakes, Tom Savini's Night of the Living Dead from 1990, that's good as well. When does that mm-hmm. ever happen? 
It's almost as good as as the '68 version. Just doesn't have the same sharp set uh, right. commentary. And, and Zack Snyder's remake too. And then Zack Snyder's remake is one of my favorite remakes ever. All right, so so you're totally just making me realize that I should have I should have thought more about this list. <laughs> the five minutes you gave. <laughs> well, I'm going to help out Paul because it's my number four as well. Yeah, uh, the Dead series, Romero's Dead series. I mean, Paul nailed it. I mean, you know, you guys know, and a lot of our listeners probably know too. But I mean, that you know, any think of all the things that wouldn't exist without Romero, mm-hmm. without this. I mean. You know, up up to today, I mean, The Walking Dead, I mean, all the of things course. that anything zombie related is borrowing from and is influenced by what we saw in these movies. You know, Dawn of the Dead in 78 stands alone is easily one of the best horror sequels ever, mm-hmm. you know, and Day of the Dead is great, too, like Paul mentioned. And then the remakes. I mean, you mentioned it, Paul. I was going to touch on it if you didn't. But I mean, the fact that the remakes really, you know, put a modern spin on this classical horror trope that we had been introduced to thanks to Romero. So I don't think, you know, you can talk about horror period, uh, horror movies without thinking of Romero and his dead series, because it is one of the building blocks and the foundation of the genre, in my opinion. So I'm almost sad that it's my number four, to be honest, but there you go. We crossed up there, Paul. We did. Yeah. So, Fuck the both of you. It's too low. <laughs> Get that fuck out of here. I mean, honestly, I, thinking about them as a whole, and I also include remakes in my list, but dude, I have to say, I'm very proud to be on a podcast where the other two members are also championing Tom Savini's remake because oh, yeah. I've always been a fan of it. I've always really thought it was underrated. Yeah. I'm so happy to see people like now, the more and more that you know people are buying the Blu-ray and uh, conventions and stuff, I've always thought it was good, mm-hmm. uh, very good. And I think Snyder's uh, Dawn of the Dead remake is also brilliant. Um, fuck all the Snyder haters. No, seriously. it is great. It's his Y'all best know me movie on that opinion. subject. But um, yeah. Dawn's one of my favorite movies of all time. Which There's cut, a strange which reason why. Which is your preferred um, that's hard to say, actually, because I think I've only watched the Italian. It's called the Italian cut, right? Mm-hmm. The, the Argento cut. Argento cut. Argento, yeah. Yeah. Um, I only because I only uh, got the 4K import box set or whatever a year ago or something. So I've watched it like twice ever. I'm probably sure that I prefer the original theatrical yep, yep. version. But goddamn, that fucking transfer is gorgeous. Okay, fucking gorgeous. You know, you get. And, and, go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. no, I was just gonna say uh, real quick to touch on Tom Savini's remake too. I mean, you get somebody that's so passionate that lives in the horror genre and they're behind the lens doing this. And that comes through, you know, and I and George wanted him to do it. Yeah, it was all George who picked him to do it and was on set and stuff. And it was his idea. Like, let's remake beautiful. it. And it was really a, a way also for George to kind of gain some ownership. And he was trying to make money off of it because you, you guys all know what happened with the original and how yes. it was basically stolen from him in a yeah, weird right, way right, right, right. legally. Well, the, and the laws, so. yeah, the copyright laws, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So bummer but fucking great pick. There you go. Thank you, man. I need to do a series, Paul. Well, you know, you guys are busy filleting this film series. It does have some bad remakes. I haven't seen yeah. all the Night of the Living Dead remakes. Like four of them, I think. One's like an animated one. Night of the Living Dead in 3D yes. or some shit. Yeah. And then there's a Day of the Dead remake, which is god-awful. And it's Day Terrible. of the Dead remake in, in name only, really. And then we had a Day of the Dead TV series just recently, which wasn't terrible. I watched the whole thing. It was on sci-fi. It was, it was decent. It's not going to rock you well. Don't seek it out. It's not worth that. But... I didn't hate it. I expected it to be a train wreck and I saw the whole thing. So, you know, I will say, Paul, I agree with you. There's a lot of shit later, especially later in the later years with this series. But 
I think this pick for me is weighted. Like if I'm doing weighting and mm-hmm. I'm great grading different factors that go into it, it's just the impact that this series has overall and really everything we're talking about tonight, but definitely the subgenre of zombies. So I feel like that kind of outweighs, like it's almost like a pass for some of that stuff. Yeah, because, I mean, even also yeah. considering, like Paul had said, Romero's last few that he did in the series, I mean, they were so lackluster. I'm pretty sure I turned the last one off halfway through it. I, yeah. I hate to say that. I dared to be honest on this episode. <laughs> but I mean, it was like only a year or two after that where I met the amazing man that he was. And I'll never, for, I'll ever, ever forget like that moment of meeting him, the legend. Yeah. Well, Twilight of the Dead, I read, is supposed to be coming out. Uh, I don't know if it ever will now, but mm. it was before he died. He wanted to do that as to kind of like make up for some of the sins of the end of the series because he wasn't too happy with it either. So, I mean, the guy was a genius. You know, we've already all had a love fest here and talked about Romero and his impact, which is why I think Paul and I decided to kind of interject that into our list tonight. So that was each of our number fours. And we are up to our threes, guys. Justin, you're up first, man. What do you got? Well, I am definitely going to get the pitchfork through the back. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Just like it happens in the part five of this series. Mm. The first movie in this series is my number two movie of all time. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting Ooh. Gerald knows what that is because mm-hmm. the poster for the movie is actually uh-huh. directly <laughs> behind his head. Mm-hmm. Ding, 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 ding. Damn straight. It's the Halloween franchise. Can I just ask real quick, are you guys cheating off my homework or not? This is also <laughs> my number three. So Ooh. Get the fuck out of here. But I mean, honestly, we probably should, considering you are a certified horror I guy, know. and I'll always take your balls, stretch them out, <laughs> and bust them, because there's a sign right behind your yeah. head. It says it. You can't forget it. It's right here. It's like a professionally made sign. It says horror yeah, guy. Patrick, so, I mean, shout out to Patrick Sherwood. Yeah. You already have the up. <laughs> you're already way bigger and cooler than we are because no. of that. but. <laughs> but and no, that, we and talk that, about it hasn't Halloween, been on the Fredheads documentary though, you know. So that's kind of right, six yeah. of one half. Dozen I shouldn't even be saying that shit. It's not even available Oops. yet. <laughs> Fuck. So talk about why Halloween falls at your three, man. Well, I mean, consistently throughout the franchise, I feel like there are. I, I love most of these movies. I mean, there are some duds for me, but um, I, I love the series as a whole. I love the season. I love the way it makes me feel. I love that orgasm I get after <laughs> watching them. I mean, the, the the first movie, let's make no mistake. I mean, it literally is much like you guys were talking about with Romero, with Night of the Living Dead. Halloween revolutionized the horror genre. It changed everything everything and it changed everything in a direction that i love because i love movies where naked girls get chased by people with knives uh in really strange places and they get brutally (laughs) slaughtered that's what that's what i enjoy this is is, you know my kind of passion if you will um but john carpenter did it perfectly with class very much in you know the way that hitchcock would have done i mean it's a very classy movie and then from there you know it just spawned a whole thing about movies that take place on halloween now yes i did take into consideration that a man that considers himself a filmmaker who's not really a filmmaker at all he can make good music videos uh made a few of these um (laughs) but whatever that's fine um I, i i love the majority of this series and there it is. I mean, what can be said 
Halloween, Halloween 2, Halloween 3. I love Halloween 4, Halloween 5. Go fuck yourself. I hope you die a rotten death. (laughs) Halloween 6, I grew up really appreciating a lot. And uh, Halloween H2O, I am one of the biggest champions of that movie in the entire world. Halloween Resurrection, yes, I hope you get poisoned and also die. Um, But, you know. Buster Rhymes disagrees. LL, baby. Come on, man. Trick or treat, motherfucker. Wait till you see our upcoming Um, shirt we're releasing soon. Paul, (laughs) Paul, is it fair to say Halloween? Is Halloween on your list or no? No, no. So, so do you want maybe no. maybe you so want to talk I'll, about just you go Gerald and then I'll just I'll just explain yeah. what my my um who's, <laughs> so, who's get the pitchfork in the back that would be more. So I'll piggyback on Justin because it's also my number three. And when I initially came up with this list about a week ago, you know, like I said, it's been torture for me for the last week or so ordering it. You know, uh, it was my number one initially before I really like thought about it, and it eventually fell down here to my three spot. I think the reason being is because it does go off the rails. Like, I mean, it really like the first two movies are arguably one film. If you if you want to look at them that way, they take place over the same night. It's a great double feature. Uh, just fucking classic slasher horror. And, you know, I mean, we had Black Christmas and some other things before it. But I mean, Carpenter in 78, in my opinion, at least on a popular scale, created the slasher. And he kind of continued that with Halloween, too. And like I said, it's really the same movie. It's like a double header. A two-parter, if you will. So, But then after that, I love Season of the Witch. Uh, there's some other entries in there that I enjoy, and I watch them at least every year. But, I mean, let's be honest. It kind of fucking loses itself a little bit in the plot twists and the storylines <laughs> and the sister love and all that shit. You know, it's all just fucking weird. Uh, yeah. What David Gordon Green and Danny McBride and those guys have been doing... Now, Justin's given me shit before, you actually, can cha- on you can his champion show. 2018 all you want. Uh, Once you I've, get to kills, then I, I'm going to stab you I'm in the I'm championing everything that I've seen Michael Myers-related since 2018, including Halloween Kills. No. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you could and see Paul's face because no. he's spinning his head so fucking fast back and forth. <laughs> Look, I feel like I he's going to do an exorcist movie. Hey, I know I'm in the minority, okay? So I'm not going to argue with you guys because I'm probably going to be <laughs> out here on an island, which has been the case whenever I defended online, too. So no, you're I get not really. It. Dude, it's 50-50. It's with, with kills it's 50 50 it yeah. legitimately is 50 50 but a little Split. bit of recency bias there right and paul you talk about that a lot on your show but a little mm-hmm. bit of recency bias there where i just love the kind of rejuvenation to this franchise and what uh, i love the way gordon green shoots movies anyway and they're very gritty and almost carpenter like to begin with like he did a film with nicholas cage called joe about five years ago that i really really like uh and it was a drama it wasn't a horror but he just has that really kind of gritty style of filmmaking that was reminiscent of Carpenter to me anyway. So he was like a no-brainer for the Halloween franchise and kind of picking up this this Michael Myers mask. And James Jude Courtney does a great job as a shape. And just everything that's happened since 2018, I'm like, fucking yes, dude. Like, finally, I can be proud to be a fan of this franchise because I always have been, but I don't know what that mean, I was... Finally, finally, you know what I the mean? first movie. The fucking well, yeah, movie. Yeah, but I'm saying once it kind of dipped, you know, it's like Jesus. I'm still defending it, you know? Once a fan, always a fan, of course, Gerald. How yeah. dare you? <laughs> of course. <laughs> this is why he's not on the Fredheads documentary. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Or, or equivalent thereof. Uh, but, but yeah, uh, so go ahead, to, Paul. To answer all of that, the first, if we were ranking the first films in horror film franchise history, here's your number one. Straight yeah. off the bat. It, sure. it comes out Love you. so hard Love you. and so fast. Halloween sure. is is arguably the greatest slasher film of all time. And if not, sure. it's it's very, very, very close. Then for me, Halloween 2 is pretty good. It's a solid follow-up. 
I don't love Halloween 3. I'm sorry. This was one of the franchises I went did the whole thing at for Halloween last year, I think it was. No, the year before last. Then for me, that Middle Thorn series, 4, 5, 6. Ugh, I'm sorry, Justin. You like 4. I can't. Those ones all disappointed me. H2O is pretty good. Resurrection sucks. Okay. Halloween, the 2018 film I really liked. Here we go. This is great. Modern sensibility. And then Halloween kills. If all you're there for is the kills, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Full full tick. You know, much like this Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake we just got on Netflix this year. If you're just there for the kills, there's a lot to like about it. But if you're there for anything else to do with Halloween, including the fact they completely screw up their own mythos that they said at the start of the first film that he's not supernatural, it sucks. It is terrible tommy jarvis is terrible the whole uh, lynch mob is terrible that whole fucking film sucks and it yeah. drops it right out of contention for me keep so, going paul yeah oh, tell them man. there's my recency it hurts. bias it hurts <laughs> all right well that's fine i hear i've been hearing that a lot lately it's not fine Gerald. i'm gonna put you over my knee and spank your ass fucking bear and keep telling you how bad that fucking movie is Ooh, baby. <laughs> you recognize it mm, you acknowledge baby. it <laughs> Sounds good to me. Well, there you have it, guys. So, me and Justin cross up on our threes, which was the Halloween franchise, which means Paul's got to give us his number three. Paul, what do you got, man? Well, here's where I've just, you know, gone out on a, on a hill and just said, ah, you know, these films, this iconic horror series isn't as good to me. And what am I ranking way above it? I'm ranking a film series, which to my mind hasn't had a terrible entry. So, consistency is key when I'm ranking my top three. Mm-hmm. It is a, a series of films which has all been since, ooh, was it 2000? Yes, from 2000. So it's the most modern, just on average uh, series on my list. And I'm talking the Final Destination series. One yeah, so- through five. I dig the fuck out of these movies. I'm sorry. Dude, amazing fucking yeah, pick. Yeah, some honorable dude. mentions. Yeah, I Amazing about fucking it. pick. Okay, well, so I thought I might get slated a little bit, but. No, I, no. I, it's the good. first one is tense, and they really milk this premise which was going to be an x-files episode apparently and then they made it into its own feature film and then they run with it And the second one might be one of the greatest horror sequels in history they just go all right we know now death is this mythical force which runs around and course corrects when something doesn't happen that it wants to happen let's just up the ridiculous gore quotient and keep giving you fake outs of when someone's gonna die brilliant that opening scene in the second one where they all get killed by the logs falling off the back of a trailer does anybody Anybody in this world has watched that movie sit close behind a big trailer truck, which has got loose things packed on the back anymore. I mean, Paul, in, in America, that's a thing now. In the last year, I've shot video behind log trucks mm, with that, those yeah. logs, and I post them every time. It's like a, it's like an, an ongoing trend in this country where if you see that shit, you take a picture of it, even if you're not even a horror fan. And Final Destination too. It's that fucking memorable. Yeah. I think that film's brilliant. Okay, three is where it probably dips off a bit, and I, although it does have a couple of brilliant kills, the uh, motor engine through the back of the head among them. Four is not bad, but it's probably really a little bit, that's where it's at the lowest. But, and this is what brings it up to my number three, five comes back around to being a great film. I don't care Yeah, that is a really says. good one. That is and a really good one. And it ties in so beautifully with the first film in a way that no one would have ever have seen coming because this is a dumb horror film franchise. Who's putting any thought into it? Just give us the kills. It's the best 3D film I've ever seen other than maybe Tron Legacy. It's in the, it actually uses wow. the, 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 the uh, vision that they get well. So a couple of times you actually do flinch. 
never happened to me other than in Tron Legacy before. So as far as I'm concerned, I don't know, man. Did you see My Body Valentine in 3D, the remake? Actually, that I think was, was pretty like, good too. I think it was yeah. like 2010 or something. It was that very was early on in the in the 3D Renaissance, which is thankfully dead. I'm not defending a 3D. I'm just saying <laughs> yeah, this particular film did it well. I that's one of my favorite films of that year from 2000 and what was it? 10? 11, 10, 2011. It was, oh, it was okay. a while ago. So, my, my, the, the question I have is, are you excited to see what they're going to do with yeah. it next since they've Absolutely. already said they're going to do something new with it? If they can somehow come anywhere near the quality of 1, 2, and 5, if they just give me a 3 or 4, I'll be satisfied. But if they give me a 1, 2, or 5 again, this will raise even higher in my list probably. This film series is great. I'm stunned that we haven't had another one for 10 years, but I'm glad they're coming back to the well. Well, what's great about this franchise, it's in my honorable mentions, and I definitely considered it because Mine I, as well. I love it too. <laughs> what's great about this franchise, there's no mass killer. There's no villain. I mean, oh. I mean, these kids are, you know, I mean, death. It's just fucking death, man. Death. Yep. But I'm saying there's no, you know, masked icon, you know, stalking anybody. They're just dealing with the elements and what's around them and their, their fate and like... Yeah, how can you avoid uh, this? And again, it's something that affects us all. Death comes for us all, which yeah. is the scary kind of part about it, which is the supernatural element that I really, really like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. Great pick, so, man. Major props, and I'm going to say it now because, again, no one listens to Gerald's podcast, nope. according to him. So as of right <laughs> Just now, <you> guys. <laughs> um, I am planning a double feature Ooh. next year with the first and second film. <gasps> Wait, if Alamo we can Draft time House. this for my, uh, for my oh, trip, yeah. then I'm coming. There you go. Dude, well, let me know. Seriously, let me know because I it was offered to me and I said, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, the first movie, amazing. particularly when I saw it, um, I saw that in theaters opening weekend and I also saw the second movie. It, they resonated with me so, so much. They were so different. And I think the first movie, particularly, like, was, it, was, it almost felt like Hitchcockian in a way where mm. everything was planned. Like that whole thing about, you know, the audience knowing the bomb is under the desk. You know what's going to happen. You know it's there, but you're just waiting for it to happen. That suspense, and that's why I love those movies so much. And I think I want this franchise to have a resurgence. It Me needs too. it. Why would? Why wouldn't it? Why shouldn't it? There's so many more creative ways to kill people. Give it to me. Yeah. No, the kills are great throughout the franchise. and Which is really important, it's so, I think. It's so in, yeah, it's so inventive and, and different and longevity, too. I mean, they're still making them. So, uh, great pick, Paul. Final Destination is your number three. Like I said. I didn't, see it, I didn't see it coming, but props to you, man. That's a great pick. Yeah, the last are, one made $160 million off a $40 million budget. How have we not had another one? I just I don't get it. I'd I love know. to know. I'd love to know the reason. Yeah. Dropping the ball there. Justin, you're up, man. For your runner-up, what's your number two? It's a scream, baby. Yeah. I'll get right to it. There it is. I don't think, personally, and you guys can argue with me all you want, I don't think there's a terrible movie. A terrible movie. Yeah. There may be a movie that's not as good, but there's not a terrible movie in this entire franchise. And this is the franchise that revitalized not just the slasher, but the entire fucking horror genre. Agreed. And it's a filmmaker that we talked about earlier on with Wes Craven. When he made A Nightmare on Elm Street, he revitalized the slasher, which had died. And I know a lot of Fred heads don't like to hear Nightmare be considered a slasher, but it really is. Yeah, of course it is. Let's face it. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's a supernatural slasher. But what he did with Scream, based off Ken, Kevin Williamson's script, is absolute genius. I mean, they just found the right two people to work together with the perfect cast and it nailed right at the perfect time. And to this day, I still regret. I've told this story a million times. It was 1996. It was opening night. 
I was in the theater directly next to this on that Friday when it opened. And I love Beavis and Butthead. It's one of my favorite things in the world. <laughs> but I opted to go see Beavis and Butthead do America instead that same night in a packed theater. Oh, and I'm sure had I seen Scream that <laughs> night, it would have been dead because the movie didn't take off right away. It literally sat there for a few weeks and then grew and grew and grew and grew and did something that movies today really don't do. It stayed in theaters from that December until fucking May and consistently made money and became a huge financial success and it really brought horror back to the forefront and that's what you know paved the way for the resurgence of horror movies a lot of movies which I love I've discussed this movie on my show before I've hosted screenings of this movie I love all of these movies i literally love scream one two three four and i really 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 liked the what are we calling it now the requel as they say in the requel, movie yeah. the requel and I, and i wanted to make sure that i loved that movie or really really liked it because you know how like those first takes can be when you go to a movie you're just so excited to, like oh, i can't yeah. wait for a new scream it's been so long so i made sure to watch the new scream in theaters like fucking five times just to make sure <laughs> Fair I'm like, well, I get these movies for free. I'm, I'm just going to keep going. I have nothing else to do. Sure. Um, and no, for sure. I mean, this series is so near and dear to my heart. I love it so much. I have Ghostface tattooed on the back of my leg, and I'll constantly champion it. And I know our buddy Ryan from the Scream with Ryan Showers podcast is going to he'll love this pick if he listens according to gerald he, he doesn't listen <laughs> you don't no one listens to your he's show he's not one of the three listeners e- but even he, though you're a top you're a top three podcast he is in the a entire good dude, world though. um he was actually no, supposed for, to be on this episode with us he was he was supposed to be here yeah. so that's a not just a shout out for ryan but in overall i had to have this on here because the impact of this series for me uh, i can't even i can't overstate it understate it it's just so important to me as a person and obviously i mean like we saw what just happened this last january when the new scream came out it did very well and, and it's opening up the doors for even more horror and i mm-hmm. think that's very important and of course wes you know being involved with almost the entire series minus the newest one i mean his heart was there hashtag for wes it felt like his presence was there. And sure. I think they, they, they really took a lot of time and effort in order to make it feel that way with Kevin Williamson on set and all that. And I'll stop blabbing. I agree. Very important to me. Just for me, it has to be up there. It's, yeah. it's going to be talked about on, on my list as well. Paul, you on board with Scream, I yeah. assume. Yeah. We, yeah, you yeah. and I have talked about subsequent sequels and stuff on my show before. But yeah. Is it on your list? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there we go. We're going to have a big, big, huge crossover on this one as well. Do um, it, man. But I can't quite talk about it yet. So, you know, do the math on where this one falls for me. My number two is the Evil Dead series. Oh, okay. For all the reasons that you already said, Justin, there isn't a bad film. All three of them succeed at what they are trying to do. And the TV series, which I have not been able to bring myself to watch the last season. There's three seasons. The first two I've watched... Can't bring myself to watch the last one because I don't want it to end. I was going to say, why is that? But it's because you now, don't want to. Now we have Evil Dead Rise coming, confirmed 2023. Now I think I can watch the TV series, but then I'm worried that I won't, we won't watch the movie. No, I will because I cannot wait to see this in the theaters. I hope it gets a wide release. I hope it goes around the world because, uh, yeah, Sam Raimi, everything Justin said before, a unique filmmaker, you said it, Justin, brings a unique sensibility, this zany kind of off-the-wall energy, which is 
pervasive through all of his career, except maybe in films like Simple Plan. But you look at the Spider-Man films, you look at Doctor mm-hmm. Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, mm-hmm. that same energy is there and very sure. few other filmmakers have it. But most importantly, and the reason why I love the series so much, it's Bruce Campbell as Ash. I don't care what Bruce Campbell's really like in real life because I've heard varying stories. What I care mm. about is how great he is in this. Evil Dead 2 Ash is one of the greatest horror characters, film characters in history. Bam. There is He is Bam. a perfect blend of com- comedic timing Bam. and physicality go. and you know one-armed dude with a chainsaw on it and a shotgun on his back and groovy. And then they elevate that that confidence that he's got, narcissism that he's got for the third film perfectly. Army of Darkness Ash is awesome. Hail to the King, baby, indeed. Evil Dead franchise is my number two. I fucking love it, dude. Great pick. You guys crossing up there on Evil Dead. But not for Falls, you, obviously. Falls, no, yeah, some honorable mentions. Right, I, had, yeah. I had the Dead series by uh, Romero, so I kind of played with my in my head a little bit. I, but you it, played with yourself? I played with myself. <laughs> I, I, that's why I was playing I mean, with with that beard, I would expect that you would, though, for uh, sure. Man, but it's such You'd a good pick, to. and you guys crossed over there. Evil Dead. My number two, you guys already talked about. Justin had it on his list, and Paul had it at number five also, and it's Nightmare on Elm Street. Ooh. Is my runner-up. So, the... It really because of the impact that the Freddy Krueger character has had on me personally, like he is freaking just hilarious to me. Like I love this character so much. I feel like he can do no wrong with the exception of Freddy's dead. <laughs> which I mean, is no, 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 which no, no. is by which he's, is by he's far still, he's still good in the movie though yeah, he's right? still, Isn't he's he still good he's in still that good yeah. in the movie he's right? still good in that but we get a spinoff with jason and freddie versus jason the original is an all-time classic dream warriors is in my top 10 movies of all time um along with a couple other ones that i've mentioned on this list tonight so you know west craven's involvement the creation that he had here with this character that was so quippy and like and funny and uh, clever and he was just so different than any horror villains that we had up to that point because you know and I made a joke about this with Emily when she was on the show we were talking about horror uh, threequels and we were talking about dream warriors you know Freddie would like he was like a stand up comedian and then he would kill you you know like he was like trying to like talk shit to you and like mm-hmm. take shots at you and then he would like fucking kill you you know so he wouldn't just come in with a knife with a mask on and like you know, slowly stalk you. He wanted to taunt you. He wanted to like make you uncomfortable, make you kind of feel bad about yourself, whatever your, you know, shortcomings may be. And then he used that to his advantage to kind of overtake you. And it was like part comedy, part horrifying because it's happening in your dreams, especially when you're younger and you're scared to go to sleep and like everything else. So I just, you know, there's a couple duds in this franchise, make no mistake, but couple was yeah, a couple. Yeah, I'm talking More about the remake and and, and Freddy's Dead. But I like all the other ones to be honest. I'm Dream Charles. Uh, I mean, it's not great, but I enjoy it. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. <laughs> it's great I, visually. I would say. Yeah, I'd say I can visually, that it's good to look at. I'll put it that way. If they ever put that on 4K, I'll just watch it and like not pay yeah. attention. But I'll just go look how cool it looks. So for me, it's Nightmare on Elm Street. That's why I was shocked when y'all's list started with it. But. Wow, you know, yeah, it's pretty no, Gerald, at, Edit the episode right now. I, it's supposed to be my number two. <laughs> Scream at number five. Yeah, the five was backwards. <laughs> so I don't get my know. fucking Fred Heights card revoked. I literally have a card. It's in my it's my wallet. I show it to people. Yeah, it's mine <laughs> look, now, look baby. Send it over. All right, so there we go. So that's our we're up to our number ones, guys, Ooh. and I think we're having crossover freaking central here. But I will let Justin go first and reveal his number one. Has it been mentioned yet, Justin? It has not. And oh, I'm very wow. nervous. Okay. All right. I'm very nervous. All right, go ahead. 
I hope I get some heat. God damn it, Paul, where have you been? I want you to yell at me. I want you to fucking tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Beat me over the head of the Come bat. On. It's too early, right? Over there? No, yeah. no, no. You, you, your list is your list. I'll, I'll, I'll express it, my man. horror facial. <sighs> All right, here it is. I can see that from you for sure. Overall, as a whole, this franchise seems to be the most satisfying for me. And yeah, I mean, like, it's weird because the first film, I think, is a dud. I mean, and yeah, I mean, I think I think it does something very important for the genre itself. I think it helped spawn a bunch of other way better movies in terms of slasher movies that I enjoy way more than the first Friday the 13th. But there is something to be said about a camp slasher. And this is the one that kind of basically molded that whole concept. I mean, right after this happened, we had the burning, which I also prefer or sleepaway camp, or you can name so many more after that. But I love, I love, love, love this series. I love hockey mask. Jason. I just, I mean, I go to Camp Blood every single year at the Mahoning Drive-In Theater. Mm -hmm. It's an event that I'll never miss. Jason Voorhees is a character clearly modeled after Michael Myers, um, (laughs) but it happened by accident. It was Mm -hmm. not intentional. It was all very random. If you know the people that were making these movies um, and you talk to them about this whole thing, I just, I mean, this movie had a 3D movie when 3D movies were kind of like an unheard of thing, um, which is extremely enjoyable to watch and it just that that image of that hockey mask and that machete mm-hmm. put those two things fucking together even the worst of the movies you'll find something to enjoy in my opinion at least i think this one probably has the largest amount of duds throughout maybe yeah. i'm wrong i didn't <laughs> yeah, count i didn't let me just say justin let me just say i absolutely but what ad- did you expect from me it's me it's me <laughs> look i adore this series so i don't i want to preface it by saying that there are some duds in there but there's some gems as well I don't know. I feel like the Jason character in the Friday the 13th films, they're all kind of the same up until you get to like the really, really off the wall ones like Jason X and Jason whoa, Goes whoa, to Hell. Whoa. And Clearly, clearly number five, he's not the same. Well, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. Jason's in it, but in a dream sequence. Fair but point, I mean, fair point. Listen, uh, over the years, I, I, I found myself being more like i've gravitated more towards like the weaker entries just like because i need to find myself within them and 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 maybe just understand them a little bit better jason x fucking rules man and i saw that shit opening night in a theater where there was no one there it was like me and five other people the whole series though seriously think about it logically if we didn't have Friday the 13th, we wouldn't have the slasher genre because Halloween came out in 78 and it had a slow build, slow, slow build. And it wasn't even until Sean Cunningham's Friday the 13th that the, the slasher, American slasher, took off. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was the movie that was made for nothing that showed people you could make a lot of money. It was because Paramount backed it and it was gangbusters. And it was just all about that idea that you could make this small little independent movie into something way larger market it well, give it a good poster, give it a good marketing campaign, you have something special. And and after that, like 80s horror would not be 80s horror without this movie. Oh, no, absolutely. And, and, and maybe you guys disagree with me. No, but I agree. I, with no, that. Especially no, here. Great. Um, you wouldn't have A Nightmare on Elm Street. You wouldn't have The Evil Dead. You wouldn't really have anything. I mean, because this movie took what Halloween did. And I mean, we, we know the stories. You know, Victor Miller, the writer, 
talked to Sean Cunningham, the director, and they said, "Let's rip off Halloween. Let's mm-hmm. talk about how we want to do that." And by and way, they of, did by it. way of Hitchcock, let's let's create an opening girl and killer. So. Exactly, exactly. I mean, but I love Jason Voorhees so much. I just, I mean, the kills in this series are just absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I dare to say, and I've said this on so many shows, and then I'll stop talking. I think Friday the 13th, the final chapter, is one of the best slashers ever made of all time. All right. I rest my case. I mean, yeah, it's great. It's great. I think it's it, the best in the series. So, And I say it this, is. It's I my number one. Very confidently, having literally just watched all of the films in the series, other than the remake, again for a Binge Movies podcast, coming out right around now, as I believe it to be, we spent five hours talking about Every oh, wow. all the films, yeah, that combined. That, I oh, wish wow. I, I, I keep wanting to go on binge. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. It's a lot, it's a lot of work. work. I, we, I keep telling him I want to come on, but we it's do a Friday lot of work. Jason, look, I enjoy the, the highs of this series were really high. The lows are terrible. The number five is just woeful. I really disliked, apart from the fact that Jason gets his mask in number three. That film is terrible. And I think I saw, and maybe the reason this is, I didn't get to see many of the, I didn't get to see any of the uncut that are streaming here in Australia. So some of them are cut to absolute shit. And we know famously seven seven and eight were really cut deliberately and the MPAA slashed them, no pun intended, to, to death. But even some of the early ones, I'm like, where's the where's the blood and gore? What is what am I watching here? So I don't know if, I, if there's different versions out there. I'm, I'm told on YouTube there's a the new blood has a really much more gorier version that you can see. Uh, yeah, they're 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 lying to you. It's not mm. available. Mm. It's, All right, it's 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 gone. My co-host Jeremy worked with some of the filmmakers that were involved with that movie and the footage they thought they had for that movie it's, it's gone oh. it's, it's 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 non-existent it's it's gone gone, Man, I'll, gone, just show gone, a, gone. I'll just show a little love to marcus nispel's uh remake too yeah, the remake, I, love I, the remake. The remake I love the remake i love the remake yeah, I'm yeah a, I'm, i, like I think it's the best of the remake um uh, do that in halloween i have to watch them back to back now to really tell you which one i liked more but halloween doesn't Jack, Friday the 13th doesn't have Halloween kills after it to weigh it down. So that's a, in its advantage. <laughs> okay, so we all agree on that, that there. there. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, honestly, guys, I just want to be clear with you guys right now. I'm just going to be honest. You know, we've all whacked our putt in front of each other, right? Sure. <laughs> I picked this so you'd give me shit on purpose. Yeah. I get it. It's you. This is, this is you to a T. Can't, can't pick on that, but I do think it's easily, it's easily one of the greatest franchises. I mean, I, I mean I, it's it, not my number one, I mean, but it's easily one of the greatest. It's in my list, Listen, but it's not my top five. All right, Friday the 13th is Justin's number one, and I, I guess I did kind of figure that was going to be your number one, Justin, now that I'm thinking about it in retrospect. But, but you're lying. I can clear. see your eyes. You're lying. No, that know, beard gives it love, away. I know the beard you love, gives it away. I know you love that series. Paul, it's not your number one, though, but I think me and you might have a I think we have back the same. and forth here. It was Justin's number two. It is my number one for the reasons that Justin perfectly summarized. Scream. Yeah, Franchise. Dude. It's the most consistently good mm-hmm film franchise other than maybe evil dead but it has the disadvantage you will or the harder task of carrying through five films and i agree there's only one questionable film scream three every other film in this series nails what it's going for scream one is brilliant perfect combination of a great screenwriter with an iconic horror director who reinvents himself and the genre as you said justin scream two is one of the best sequels of all time when I first saw it, I thought it was... Holy fuck. I, I'm taking that tagline. I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm taking that tagline. I'm making a graphic out of it to promote the new Blu-ray. 
Paul <laughs> it is, from the it's, ama- it's fucking amazing. It's so good. And when I first saw it, at the dawn of the internet, I remember I came home from watching Scream 2 and just poured over the internet, found the script and read the whole shooting script as well. I was that impressed by it all. Scream 3, eh. Scream 4, good. And then this la- this last one was better than expected. I was really pleased with it. And I know you've been saying that Ty West X is your favourite horror film of the year, Justin. I think Scream is my favourite horror film of this year. That's cool. Uh, yeah, so... Both I can't fault good. it. Just, mm-hmm. uh, Gerald, over to you for your thoughts. Well, it's also Scream for me is number one. It's number one, baby. Get yeah. the fuck out of here! Yeah. Scream, scream, scream. Now, now, let me tell you, uh, you know, as a personal list, right, we all gave our personal choices. The reason this had to be my number one franchise, aside from everything Paul already said, I don't think there's a dud in this franchise. Spoiler alert, I love Scream 3. Wow. I, think, I, th- I like Scream I think, 3, too. I think of Scream 3 as a horror comedy and kind of like as a outsider from the rest of the series where it was like, intentionally funny i think of it that way well we and know it allows it was. me well, to we, really we, enjoy we, it we, yeah i mean we know it was you know it was when columbine came out and you know it was they were trying to be a little more lighthearted. but i mean dude literally courtney cox's haircut her yeah Gail weathers haircut that's that's it if you if you look at that and say that's not comedy right from the get-go <laughs> intentional comedy you're, right you're you're not understanding film at all but what I wanted to say real quick, why this had to be my number one franchise, and it really is is rooted in the original film, honestly, but it, this is the franchise, and that movie in 96 is the movie that made me a quote-unquote horror guy. There you it go. made me a horror junkie. It's what turned me into a fan of the genre to where I started seeking out other horror, and I came to a lot of the 80s stuff that we've been talking about tonight much later but the reason is because of the Scream franchise and Wes Craven and and just how impressed I was with the Who Done It vibe and the hip, cool, like slasher uh, vibe in this movie. The actors were all just fucking top tier. They were all like people you wanted to be or be with. Or fuck. You, you know, yeah, that's what I meant by <laughs> be with, Justin. But yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it was just a fucking like you just wanted to be a part of that world, even though you may die. <laughs> it's like you wanted to be in Woodsboro. Like, this is such a fucking <laughs> cool thing that's happening, you know? Um, and I really enjoyed it. And I, it holds up so well. I'm talking about the original movie. Like, I could literally watch it every day for a year straight and I wouldn't get tired of it. It's just well, awesome. Well, that's a challenge. Yeah, I know. I should, maybe I should do that. You know maybe what? I do a podcast about it. <laughs> Next year. Yeah. I promise I'll do it. Well, I will do it. I'll do it every day. I'll fucking do it. Okay. I'll do it All every right. day. All right. I'll do it every day. I, wanna, I mean, I, I just, want a monthly check in on Brain Stew about how that's going. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll have to do it, considering that myself and B Ratty are the only Scream fans on my show, which I didn't really even know. Jeremy doesn't Jeremy, like. Jeremy's Scream? been to like all the locations and shit. He's like went to the the stew house and all these other locations wow. just because he's the cool guy or whatever. But I mean, a month and a half ago, I got to meet David Arquette. I got to meet Matthew Lillard. I got to meet Jamie Kennedy. Whoa. And standing next to those guys, you don't realize. Sometimes you're like, oh, I'm just going to like do this thing where I'm walking up. I'll meet them real quick or whatever. And I never realized the impact of meeting David or any of them. I actually cried when I met David Arquette. I was like, it's Debbie Dewey. But like, he's so kind hearted when you, you, you meet these guys that created these characters that you right. love so, so much. It's like, it's so impactful to you. You're like, holy fuck, I can't even help but like take my glasses off and tear up a little bit. Um, Can I ask you guys real quick? 
because um, we're you know we're friends in real life and whoever wants to answer in real answer. life wait what is this gerald or is this a <laughs> fake world is this ai or something whoever, whoever wants to answer first can answer first but you know for me the answer is scream but what is the franchise or the movie that made you guys horror fans can you think of it off the top of your head the first one where you were like all right i'm in for me it was a bit different i don't think it was a film it was a process because in my house my mother when i was really young wouldn't let me watch horror films so they became the forbidden fruit that i had to have and ah. gradually over time, it probably would be Nightmare on Elm Street be very close because I do remember when my mum specifically said on one trip to the video store, no. And then the next trip or, or two months later, whatever it was, my dad was like busy doing what he was doing. Thinking, yeah, whatever. Take that. And when I watched that, my mum lost her shit and I watched it and it was awesome. So maybe- <laughs> Dad said maybe it was okay. One. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Justin, do you have one that comes to mind or no? Yeah. I mean, I've told the story numerous times. I was like 14 years old. Uh, it just moved- I went back to visit my old drummer, and he was like, hey, you want to watch this horror movie? I recorded off of TV on VHS, and he put it in. It was Halloween, and then that that was the moment, because I'd never gotten the opportunity. I've seen, like, I, I had watched, like, all right, guys, before this, I had watched Vampire in Brooklyn. Does that count? <laughs> no. Horrifying <laughs> no, I, in his own way. I, I, I'd, seen, I'd seen, like, you know monster vision and clips of stuff and and pieces of jaws and stuff at an early age but like never sat down from start to finish as a teenager and actually engage in a horror movie it's most definitely john carpenter's halloween for actually can i add a prologue a prologue was when i was eight years old the next door neighbor was babysitting us he would have been 15 or 16 and he hired out the thing and i didn't want to go to bed oh my god God. So he well, watched it on. that young. I didn't see that the whole young, thing. Dude. I didn't see the whole thing. It got to the bit where the dog's head goes, and the thing goes, and well, he that's goes, enough. Stop. That's enough. He goes, time for bed for you. And so for years, that's I'd say for three or four years, that sat in my conscious like I need to see the end of this film. Oh well, the opposite happened for me, Paul, because I think you've heard me tell this on my show before, but it was uh, a very similar thing happened to me with Alien, and my folks uh-huh. were watching it. And I, I remember the story. I, you told the story. And I was yeah. watching through the crack in the door while That's they were right. watching yeah, yeah. it on. And it was when the chest burster. But the opposite effect happened to me because I fucking avoided anything <laughs> scary <laughs> for like five years. Like, I don't want to see. You're like, see, what's this giant penis coming like, out of this dude's what chest? What was dude? that? You know what I mean? So <laughs> that penis has teeth, it, dude. Leave it, it alone. It took a while for me to come back around to horror on film. So, all right, guys. Well, there you have it. Our top five horror franchises Woo. in our personal list. That was a doozy, guys, and we had some crossover, but all in all, I think there were some great lists and some great franchises that hopefully people either know about or they will check out this Halloween season. Let's take a quick break, guys, and when we come back, we will give some honorable mentions, and then we will shout out the fans online and see what they had to say, okay? Sit tight. We'll be right back. Hello, listeners. Did you know that there is a lot more content where this episode came from? As you may know, we are an independent podcast and we rely on donations in order to keep going. Over on our Patreon site, you will find several ways to stretch your dollar. I am currently producing six exclusive series that you can only get there. They include popular ones such as My First Time and 100 G-Tunes. You'll also get regular main top five episodes, just like this one, super early, often weeks in advance. For as little as $1, you can help the show continue. Just visit us over at patreon.com slash two peas on a pod, or you can check the show notes for this very episode. Now let's get back to the countdown. Welcome back, guys. As I said, pre-break, Paul is here from the countdown and Justin from Brain Stew. 
And these guys love horror. And we just gave you our five favorite horror franchises of all time, which was quite a task. But we made it through it. We did it. Now, with that being said, we got some honorable mentions that I assume these guys want to shout out that didn't quite crack the top five. Let's do a wrap up first, though. Justin, remind everybody what your top five franchises were again, buddy. At number five, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Number four, Evil Dead. Number three, Halloween. Number two, Scream. And number one, Friday the 13th. Awesome list, buddy. Slash the city. Awesome list. Paul, what about you, man? What was your five? Number five was also A Nightmare on Elm Street. My four was the Dead series from George A. Romero. My three, the Dark Horse, if you will, Final Destination and there for me. Number two, the Evil Dead franchise. And my number one, the Scream franchise. We didn't even mention the TV show, the first season, which wasn't which bad. Which was really good, yeah. Second it season, was. I haven't seen, to be honest. So Yeah, it's not as good, but the first season was really good. You're right. My number five, I decided to shock everyone out of the gate with Child's Play. It's <laughs> my number five. I love Chucky. Fuck it. Great fucking care. pick, dude. Great pick. <laughs> my number four was also the Dead series from George A. Romero. Ooh. Number three was Halloween. Number two was Nightmare on Elm Street. So Freddy won't haunt me tonight. I don't know what you guys are going to do when you go to sleep later. But And my number <laughs> one was also Scream. It's a scream, baby. All right, so let's give some honorable mentions. Justin, try to limit it to five, okay? What are <laughs> I mean, you? What, I, I mean, honestly. Or less, but yeah, what do you got? I'll include the Child's Play series. Final Destination for sure. Woo-hoo. Also, I'm going to throw some love for my boy, my man, our Lord and Savior, James Wan, with yep. the Conjuring series. Yep. Even though I hated, I literally walked out of and said, what the actual fuck? During the last Conjuring yeah, movie, it was terrible. I still love what he has done with that and Insidious and stuff. So I had to give those first two movies that many. And props. there's an extension Annabelle too, right? Like the yeah, Annabelle we can't know the yeah, I mean, right if, there, if, the if, if you connect them, yeah, yeah, if you connect those together, I mean, it's <laughs> the nun. Yeah, it, it, fuck the nun. Though yes, that, was that was also terrible. a piece of shit. The first Annabelle movie was shit. The second Annabelle movie was Good. great, and then the third, third Annabelle movie was also really, really fucking bad. Ask uh, Sauce. I didn't mind it. But yeah, overall, yeah, the Conjuring series, and then other than that, yeah, I have nothing else to say. All right, cool, Paul. What do you got on your honorables, buddy? Well, I ordered them. So my number six is The Conjuring franchise. As Justin said, need to give some James Wan love. And I think the good outweighs the bad in that film franchise series, though it's getting a little bit questionable with th- if you start adding in things like La Llorona and how yeah. how tangential like that was. I thought mm. La Llorona was better than Conjuring 3, though. Mm, no. <laughs> no? Legitimate scares. No, not for me. But anyway, the attic scene. Sticking with the James Wan love, <laughs> Saw. Saw is oh, franchise is yeah. my number seven. Yes, yes. Uh, the, you know your mileage will vary, but if you're into that kind of film, uh, you know apart from a couple, most of them are decent and have some great kills. My eight is where I had Friday the Thirteenth all the way down here, but it makes the list. So hopefully happy enough for that, Justin. My nine. Go is fuck that, yourself. Is that is the Halloween <laughs> film franchise series? All right. Go okay. fuck yourself even, even lower, harder. All right. And then I cheated a little bit with my number ten because I didn't really think these are straight horror film franchises, but I do love them so, and they're doing feature some great kills by monsters basically that are running around, even though they're from outer space. So I put Alien and Predator at my ten. Oh, okay. Well, all of mine have been mentioned then. So, my number six would have been Evil Dead. My number seven would have been Friday the 13th. My number eight would have been the Alien franchise. Ah. I, didn't do, I didn't do Predator necessarily, even though, I mean, the crossovers count, which is fine. But just, just the eight. Just the said. <laughs> yeah, That's why they're not in the top five. <laughs> yeah. And my number nine would be The Conjuring as well. Mm-hmm. And I did extend it in my mind a little bit to the Annabelle films as well. But The Conjuring universe that James Wan, I mean, he's a fucking horror master. So, he is. 
Um, he's the modern day, you know, Hitchcock my Lord with Gore thrown in. And then my number 10 would have been Final Destination, which Paul mentioned. Ooh, I, I thought about it. It was, it was in the mix, but some great kills and just a really unique, inventive franchise. Final Destination would be my what number 10. What a bunch of lists, though, guys. Seriously. Yeah, dude, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's similar, but I'm also amazed. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting back here like so excited and happy over these lists. Well, let's see what the fans Beatles. had to say. Maybe they had maybe they had some shout outs that we I didn't know what they're going to say. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be removed from that documentary. I'll, I'll <laughs> uh, no longer be allowed fine. at Nightmare on Elm Street. No one listens to uh, You're okay. You're fine. You're fine. So I just said over there in the suggestion box, I said, what is the greatest horror franchise of all time? And I told them to just pick one. All right. So let's see what people said their number one horror franchise was. Guys, by the way, if you have not joined up yet, check the show notes and join up to the Facebook fan community so you can give suggestions as well. That's where I interact with my fans the most every week. So Brad from the Cinema Guys, patron and friend of the show, he says, and I asked him if this was real, and he said, yes, guys, his favorite horror franchise is Resident Evil. Oh, for fuck's sake, Brad. Come on. <laughs> he said it's real. Wait, 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 hold on. Hold on a second. <laughs> All right. So I'm just telling I, you. I, I think, I think he, he's, he's joshing us a little bit because he knows. Know. I, I got clarification, and he said if via you, text message that that's his favorite franchise. It's not possible. Uh, the man who Jared, has a whole festival for bad films named after did, him did, called Did Nick Fest. Haskins poison his mind? <laughs> Jared Taylor, you guys know well, patron in front of the show. He says Evil Dead. There you go. Yeah. Billy from We Watched a Thing says Scream. P. Dizzle. Nice. You. Dan from Netflix and Swell just says Not Halloween. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't guess he Shut has Shut up, Dan. One. No one cares. I don't, I don't guess know, he has I'm one. with you, Dan. It's good call. Uh, yeah, Paul agrees. And uh, are you guys surprised Ryan sees showers? He says Scream. Mm. <gasps> uh, really? Oh my God, I can't believe that. I love you, Ryan. Talk <laughs> Paul, to you tomorrow. Paul Chomo says Vin Diesel's acting career would be his. <laughs> <laughs> How about this one though? Marshall, a friend of mine, says the Exorcist franchise. What do you guys Ooh. think of that? Um, you so, know, there's a couple of really, really good ones though. I yeah. actually like to hear Paul's take on this. I think the first and the, I, I love the third, third film. one. Yeah. I think the third film's great. Yes, I agree. Number two, that's it. Uh, that's it. And I guess there was a TV show. Well, I, was- I'd say number two is is fine if you're not like mildly hammered. I mean, like you've had like an entire bottle of Jack Daniels hammered. And you're willing to go through that whole thing just to like to understand what Linda Blair went through. Yeah. I feel terrible for her, but she needed the money. Yeah. What the hell yeah. is the ninth configuration? Apparently, that's a film in the Exorcist franchise. I've never even heard of it. I don't it. know, but I haven't either. But there was a TV show, too, that I never actually saw. But it's I don't consider it official canon. Okay. The all fuck right. out of here. I got you. Exorcist, the beginning wasn't very good either. But, but, but here, here, here's the spotlight, though. Paul, you're, you're a horror expert. What do you, what do you think about? David Gordon Green helming a new Exorcist movie. Mm. Well, it depends. Will it be like Halloween or Halloween Kills? Because <laughs> oh, should should this, this be guy. what we schedule? Should this, this what we schedule? We're going to do like a whole thing about what he does oh, with the Exorcist man. series because it's being filmed right now. Really? Okay, we'll see. so it's coming. Yeah, we'll see. I'll watch oh, nice. it. I'll watch I'll it for sure. It. Yeah, for sure. I'll take it. Uh, Julio from the Contrarians, patron in front of the show, he says the most disturbing beginning to the franchise. And that's going to be his pick was Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which yeah, okay. we didn't mention tonight. Mm-hmm. Chris Handy says it's easily Romero's dead series. So we nice. mentioned that one. Josh Ragland says Scream because it's the most accessible to horror and non-horror fans. That's alike. a really good point. Even yeah, Wayne doesn't true. mind the Scream feels and he hates horror. So yeah, he would like the first two. So there you go. Uh, Jennifer, friend and co-worker of mine, says Hellraiser. What do you guys think about that? Too many duds. 
No, but I'm very, very, very excited, and I'm championing the new mm. movie that's coming out. Um, couldn't be more excited. Mm-hmm. Do we have a date? Of, uh, it's a Hulu movie, so I guess like next month, sure. right? Soon, okay. right? So it's pretty soon. No trailer but yet. I am. I'm trying to get it screened on the big screen. Ooh. Since it's Hulu, it's Disney. I hope. Yeah. Th- that's why I like this news of uh, like Disney's going to sell Hulu because that oh, means that right? we could okay. show. Yeah, they're trying to. But yeah, I'd love to screen this because what I've seen so far looks brilliant. Let's get a couple more in here, guys. Drew Hallam, patron in front of the show, says Tremors is his pick. Okay. Yeah, he said Michael Gross carried this franchise longer than Bacon could keep a hat on. <laughs> That's a good comment. <laughs> nice. Uh, Steve says Scream is the most consistent in his opinion. Joey Check. Austin. Joey Austin wanted to shout out Stranger Things, which is not a film franchise, but I guess it could be considered a horror franchise, right? No, I mean kinda. No, it's a TV series. That's a different yeah, discussion know, altogether. He's done that one TV, already yeah. this month. That's a TV series. Yeah, I know, but he wanted to <laughs> shout it out. So Dan Roski's got a few here. I said pick one, and of course this guy's got a paragraph for me. So you only let to read one. That's the way you do this. I one. guess I'll read his first one. He says that's it. That's I'm going to read the first one. Dan is top tier patron of the show. I got to shout him out, but he says Toxic Avenger series. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's the first one. That's the one he led with under, under campy horror. But you know, and I mean, I'm friends with the guy that's currently <laughs> you know, toxic. Sure. For Lloyd Kaufman. He's really? the guy. Oh, wow. Still, no to that. And, no uh, way. Shoo. And Nick, you guys <laughs> know this dude in many, many forms. Nick Haskins. He says Saw. And yeah, he okay. also says it's not close. Uh, let's see. Who else here? I think everything else has been mentioned, guys. David is a patron of the show, so I'll shout him out real quick. He says Raimi's Evil Dead trilogy. Yes. Or Insidious. Those are those those would be his picks. Like that, so there you go. Is that David Powell? Because he likes to yeah, throw David in more Powell. than just the, the one. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> David Powell is the man. Thanks. And thank you to all of you guys for the shout outs this week. So, guys, that was our top five horror franchises to round out this <laughs> year's month of October episodes. It was a blast to do all these episodes. And I think I can't think of a better one that we could have ended on tonight than this one with these two guys. Horror icons. Uh, yeah, we just did horror, horror icons. icons. Wake up. We just did that. Yeah. Horror icons. We didn't do it. Uh, see, it could you think be I'm next that, year, though. You think I'm that drunk where I forgot already? Maybe. I, remember. I don't know. I mean, we, did, we, just, did, we just did top We just did top five horror uh, final girls. Yeah, right? which is also right? a good list that I should right, do at some point. Dude, I'm pretty sure we just did that. <laughs> Justin, tell them where to find Brain Stew, buddy, so they can hear about more horror www.epicfilmguys.com at Epic Film Guys on every social media platform you can find and I think at that the Pornhub site or something like you can search Epic Film Guys and there's videos on there too wow apparently I've been told seriously on there. expanding the universe apparently I've been told there's like a girl getting banged with an Epic Film Guys shirt on or something oh wow that's pretty cool actually yeah I am checking that out not by my doing but I can't wait to watch that in fact we gotta hurry up so I can cue that up Paul <laughs> Paul where can they find you and Wayne over there buddy Make it real easy. Thecountdownpodcast.com for links to everything. And that's the main reason why I made a website, just so I could do this real quick when I'm guesting on other people's shows. Awesome. It, Thanks so much for works. having us, Gerald. This it has works. been amazing. Great to share the mic with you two gentlemen. It's been too long. I've yeah. loved every second of it. Thank you so much for having me back. 
Yeah, same here. You guys are the best, and thanks so much for being here to Paul and Justin. It means a lot to me that you came on to discuss my favorite genre of film as we wrapped up this month of October. And we'll get back to the regular stuff next week, guys. No more horror. Well, I don't think. I don't know what I'm doing horror next week. Horror all the time, Gerald. We're talking, Fuck yourself. Uh, we're talking, horror all the time. We're talking. Horror. Is this horror guy nice to your head, I know, dude? No, dude. No, we're, we're talking, no, it needs to be horror all the time. We're talking Christopher Nolan next week. Like, what? That's not <sighs> horror? <sighs> oh, God. But anyway, I guess we'll, I guess we'll do that. <laughs> we'll come back to do that. But guys, thanks so much for being here. And thank you all to for tuning in and checking out this episode. And I will see everyone next week. Everybody take care.